Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Block him. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Lance. So I have a popular guest. I have a returning guest that is backed by popular demand. Zane Nimney and I sat down actually a year ago and discussed everything there is to know about the importance of gut health. But today we're going to talk about more of a holistic approach to health. After doing my own journey with Zane on the elimination elimination diet with the pre-wedding, you know, kind of going ham, super dedicated to a goal of a wedding dress, I've had trouble this year after moving out of my parents and in with my husband cottage on what a holistic, healthy lifestyle looks like for me. So Zane and I have kind of been working towards what that kind of looks like. For me, not having meals prepared for me every single day, to having to do this shit on my own, I was struggling. So I reached out to Zane, and in this week's episode, we're going to talk about what a holistic, healthy lifestyle could mean for you. We're also going to go into about the Ozempic craze right now. So without further ado, Zane, welcome back to the show. Hi, Lance. Hi, girl. <laughs> um, by the way, I want you to know you are one of my top performing episodes because really? I, and it makes sense. You are because I think it makes sense because a lot of women, you know, we have these whole PCOS and we have a lot of gut issues and a lot of people are aware of what to do with them. So yeah. I have to say your episode did well, but for people who hadn't listened to that episode, can you just give us maybe a little bit of a summary of how you kind of began the journey of gut health and functional nutritionist. And I know you are a functional nutritionist and also functional medicine health coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, it's been uh, a journey and a half. I, you know, my, I told you on the previous episode that my degree is in finance and then my master's was in management. And then I did the human, human rights law course. So I, I worked mm-hmm. for five years and then I had a bit of a health issue. So I had to uh, seek functional medicine uh, to uh, understand what's going on, to get to the root cause and investigate upstream uh, because of uh, an issue that happened with a conventional doctor. And then I realized that that is really what people need, right? Like mm. after acting on myself and understanding that, okay, there's always more into more than what the doctor tells you need to be empowered. Mm. And I shifted and I started studying in functional medicine. And uh, yeah, I'm now helping people. <laughs> and now you are helping people, including me. And by the way, a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends. I got you, girl. I mean, they saw <laughs> the thing is, I also feel like they saw the results, you know, because you can, of course, be like, oh, here's a functional nutritionist. Here's a nutritionist. Here's a PT. But when you actually see a friend of yours, see and see the results and see their journey and see when we go out, I'm making mm. better choices or different choices let's say yeah i think it is like people are like oh like oh okay like that actually did work for her um yeah. i want to talk you know what i mean like it it, it it shows it's like proof it's like living yeah. through and you that know this what, shit like, works also i think after covid uh just because of the vaccines and yeah. uh new system being hit properly uh, yeah. a lot of people started to understand that there is so much that we can do in terms of lifestyle um, to reverse the effects of COVID or any other 
disease or any chronic issue that happened that could affect the longevity or aging or, or what have you. So that's why I think functional medicine is growing. Uh, yeah. There's actually a study by Google that said that Interesting. Within, within the next five years, it is going to take over. Um, the thing with functional medicine, I think it's not covered by insurance in a lot of countries, not even in all states in the U.S. Yes, uh, I, th- I think it's it's going to eventually. That is where our healthcare system is definitely going. For inshallah, inshallah, yeah, inshallah. But uh, but yeah, so far so good. I'm so grateful for my job. So for clients like you who become friends, where <laughs> you got friends exactly, and I bring you back on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, back again and again and again. I get yeah, exactly. I think I want to for starters kind of you know Ozempic, Manjaro, all of these injections have basically taken over my TikTok feed. And I think for a lot of, I mean, a lot of people can see it. A lot of people I know have done it. So, I mean, when you look at something like that, you know, going off of COVID and the vaccine and stuff like that, and you see there is an injection that people are using to lose weight. And to be honest, when I look on, you know, I'm just looking for social media. When I see, you know, a lot of women who are like, I was obese, I've lost 40 pounds on Ozempic or whatever it is. And you look at that, you're like, oh, wow. Like, is there something to it yeah that's insane like is there something to it i mean as a functional nutritionist what is your view i guess on using injections like that to aid weight loss is it do you find it different if there's someone that's obese or morbidly obese that is like needs a lot to lose weight compared to like women who maybe need to lose like maybe 10 kilos or whatever shufi before we go from the functional medicine lens just let's look at it from a very logical perspective yeah if there's something expressed or if there's something that you inject and there's you don't really need to work for the results then there's a catch like that's it that's that's just, that's so true yeah it applies to fad diets it applies to anything that's fast it's kind of cheap i would say so yeah it's not it's not a long-term strategy okay so that's just logically just a, yeah an analogy but from a functional medicine perspective and I'm not qualified to talk a lot about Ozempic, but I am going to talk talk about it from what I have uh, encountered and what I have researched because I did get clients that came to me after using Ozempic yeah. and they're like, boo, it's like it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> oh, I agree, yeah. I agree with the hormones and all of that. So basically, Ozempic is, I think the brand, the, it, the generic name is Semaglutide. Semaglutide. Semaglutide, yes. Yeah. And basically what it, this drug has been, I think, created in 2017 for diabetes type 2 to yes. lower blood sugar and to manage uh, the cholesterol profile and all of that. Yeah, correct. In 2021, I believe, people started taking it as a weight loss drug. Um, there's another one called, like a sister drug called Wegovy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they do um, basically they, in a nutshell, they blunt they blunt the appetite. They suppress the appetite uh, uh, through the brain. So basically, mm-hmm. uh, they they mimic uh, a hormone called GLP one, and this is a hormone that um, talks to the hypothalamus in your brain, and it says, "You're full." Halfway through the meal, you're full. You can't eat anymore. So basically, it kind of sends a message that to uh, to uh, for satiety. Mm-hmm. But 
okay, it sounds really nice, and you feel like, okay, well, I'm not eating that. Yeah, like there, are, like but like you're saying, it's a catch because like if you're sending a hormone to your brain saying that you're full, I mean, you, when you go off it, you're gonna eat normally again. Not like when you eat what well, on the elimination diet, for example, like you know, teaching myself to eat. I mean, whatever I was eating also was to clean my gut. But over time, because you're not eating the volume, maybe that you're eating before, you naturally, as is how it works, you're naturally, your stomach is going to shrink. Shufi, the thing about, yani, the, the GLP-1 hormone is naturally produced in our small intestine. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's already in the in the system. But with yes. these drugs, it, it mimics it and it quadruples the effect. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what it, we do, we're not addressing the elephant in the room here, which is, really eating behavior i mean mm. <laughs> no yeah that. totally yeah, right because if you want ozempic to work it, you're gonna have to take it forever and the the side effects are you know pancreatitis thyroid cancer other types of cancer mm-hmm. uh, not to mention the nausea the constipation and the diarrhea mm-hmm. uh, also acid reflux because what it does it this these drugs they they slow they slow down the emptying of the gut the the, the mm-hmm. GI tract so you feel full for longer so let's say you've eaten more than you should have which could be yeah um, it's gonna start to come up and it's gonna cause a lot and of acid reflux and mm. that's gonna cause you it that's gonna take you into a whole different you know la la land of PPIs and Nexium and uh, and acidity problems. Yeah, I mean, it's not really, it's not really helpful. You know, I, yeah. I can't think about it for uh, patients uh, with type two diabetes or Correct. Uh, yeah, why oh my IR score because that's not really my um, field. But mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, even if you take it, and even if you need to take it because uh, you need to something what we call a rapid relief or something kind of to kick you into the whole process of holistic healing you're gonna yeah. have to tackle, at the end of the day you're gonna go half you're gonna go and tackle the eating behavior you know and you're gonna have to go into the cellular healing of the body and balancing hormones reaching homeostasis and that's nobody can you're all gonna have to go through that route <laughs> yes yeah eventually i mean even speaking of that you know we we're talking now my journey with you right now you know very different to last year where now it's like what does a holistic, healthy lifestyle look like to you? What has been your personal journey with, because I mean, whenever we talk, I feel like you, I mean, obviously I know your function nutritionist, but you have a very holistic way of looking at food. Like yeah. you, and I don't know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but you did have your journey of your own where you were going to berries five times a week and you were really killing your body when it came to working out. And then you kind of slowed down and did maybe like, like tamer on workout. So what would you say your life, your journey has been to actually living a sustainable, healthy lifestyle? So basically, I don't know if you've seen my uh, logo, which on my website. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, I have. So. Yes. And I, I mean, I can't not but go into the holistic aspect of healing. So it's body, mind, soul, right? So mm-hmm. in my case, the overworking out. Um, I didn't do berries because I lived in Jordan. I when I used to go to Dubai, <laughs> I used to have a PT and then go to Pilates and then run. 
I used to, it was, it was just crazy, you know, and I was very meticulous with my eating and all of that. Mm-hmm. That was a symptom, something deeper. So, okay. yeah. So until I really figured that out to therapy and mental health, uh, that channel of mm-hmm. uh, self-exploration, self-awareness and all that, I think that naturally came into balance. So I, so I started to honor what my body needs and what, what my body mm-hmm. wants. Uh, armed with the knowledge that working out is still important, muscle mass is still of course, important. yeah, it comes from a place of um, wholeness as, a, as opposed to from place of lack, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's been a journey of that. Now that's to answer your um, exercise question. In terms of my diet, um, I, I mean, obviously. Uh, I'm, I've been in this field for for quite some time, and growing up in my household with my, where my dad had two heart attacks, my mom was a nurse. Um, health has been such an issue, just mm-hmm. like healthy eating and food has been an issue at home because I my dad was always you know struggling with some kind of a health issue, so I always was able to see it like firsthand how food is the first yeah. time of therapy all about what you eat and how that really affects everything you know yeah. um now today like today is day and how do i approach holistic eating it's nothing but intuition it's just intuitive eating because my body mm. asks for the right foods and my body asks for sometimes the wrong foods but it comes from uh a compass within that does not need any um theory or doesn't need any uh thinking today but i'm today. armed with knowledge of to know what's good and what's not and what's good what's not. before this phase of today before the end today i did definitely go through a phase of because i how much i knew and how much i had to know like oh my god dude what the hell like this is all pesticide. yeah this has a lot of this and this had a lot of that blah, blah, blah. and then i'm like Okay, I need to detach because this is something. And this is my breadwinning, but still, I'm a human being. So I, it, it was really a work in progress until I found this really nice, you know, mesh match of intuitive eating, intuitive working mm-hmm. out uh, that comes from from a place of love and honoring whatever my body needs. You know, really, what my body needs. That's it. I mean, I, there's nothing more to it. I mean, when you say wrong foods, is it because I find like, you know, a lot of women in my life, my friends, my mom, including me, I'm still work in progress with my relationship with food. Mm. You know, when it's when it's eating something bad, as in when I say bad, I mean, like maybe a burger and fries or whatever it might be, what we, we consider bad food, but then feeling guilt immediately after as to why did I eat that? Why did I put my body through that? And then the next day going, working out, having a clean week. And that, you know, and I see my friends on the weekend, for example, if we're out to dinner and we've ordered like appetizers to share and a couple drinks, I see them feeling guilty for even indulging in that. Mm. So have, have you ever had a bad, I mean, I know you're talking about that you went to therapy and stuff. What has, how has your relationship with food, I guess, transformed to you now, you know, us coming to you and being like, what yeah, are we, yeah. how do we, you know, like now we're coming to you and being like, how do we help ourselves with our relationship with food, et cetera? 
So listen, to be honest, like I'm going to be very frank. Nobody has yeah. a, like a 100% perfect relationship with food. It does not exist in the day and age right now where social media is there. You know, I think you're 100% right when you say that. And whoever says and claims that they have like, they've got it. They're the most people that haven't got it. You know, <laughs> they probably have the most. Exactly. Yeah. The most people that don't have that shit locked down. Exactly. Shufi. Um, I hate to label and vilify foods. I think that's really 2000 late. But correct. But there is, you know, there's just things that are so processed and have a million ingredients and the body really doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. No. So I would say that's where I go about moderation towards these foods as opposed to what my daily diet looks like. My daily diet comprises of whole foods. Anything from the ground, anything that's whole, anything that's colorful and fresh. Yeah. And even like the way it's made, you know, um, potatoes, they shouldn't be like fried just because of the, the processes. And I mean, it's a, it's a, that should be a whole new, a whole different uh, podcast. But point being is, like Michael Pollan said, do not eat anything your grandma didn't recognize as food. And if you think about Very it. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was just thinking about it the other day, and you know, uh, I was, and I was listening to a podcast by Peter Atia. It's so morbid. Mm. I kind uh, of <laughs> when I read, I heard it, and I don't want to like go into it because he's very right. He's always on point. He's very yeah well researched. But what he's saying is true. Like this whole new lifestyle of lattes and uh, you know the plastic exposure and the screen time and not being in nature and the fast life has inevitably taken us to a completely different direction where uh, cell mutation is, uh, or, or near the near the genetic yeah. yeah, yeah, is on the rise, right? We can't expect any, we can't expect our bodies to take it because we're not meant, we're not made to handle mm-hmm. all of that, you know? I, I, I've, I had this moment in Greece where I was thinking, because after the workout, I go get a coffee. Yes. I'm like, yeah, 15 years ago, that wasn't the deal. Like, yeah. I don't go in the plastic lid and the milk. Yes. Yes. Coconut or almond or what have you. And now, yeah, we have all the options oat milk, coconut, almond. Yeah. All the options. Lactose yeah. free, soy. Back the in whole the thing day, now. Back in the day, a coffee was a treat. Right? Yeah. I'm going yes. to coffee with my friend. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a treat. One hundred percent. As opposed to now, it's just filling the gaps. Like, you know, okay, I'm twiddling thumbs up, so I'll just go get a coffee or a matcha latte. Yeah. Like, you know, things have changed. So, uh, going back to uh, how I do, I live my life normally. I do do the coffees. I do do the alcohol. I do do the the normal life, but I'm armed with the knowledge and I always seek balance. So um, my my fridge, yesterday a friend of mine was over and they opened my fridge and yeah. they're like, the color, the rainbow is like, it's all color. So that's my daily diet, right? But if it was your birthday on a Tuesday night and there was cake and I was craving cake, I'm going to have the cake. Yeah, okay, so I'm not going to have the cake. So there's no need for extremities. If you don't need to, some people with celiac or some people with allergies or some people with sensitivity, that's a completely different ballgame. Different story. Different story. But you reach that 
with functional medicine, that's what you and I worked on, is to reclaim yes. your resilience, to reclaim your gut health, to reclaim your uh, digestion and hormonal yes. balance. So that's your birthright. We deviate from it. We kind of steer away because of bad lifestyle, because of a phase that we all go through. Yes. And then we seek, we seek help by going back there with the with the journey, with the protocols and the tests and all that. What do you do? You think mental health, like our mental health, has a lot to do with our journey to you know, healing ourselves, either the gut health or it's someone who comes to you and is like, I PCOS, it's hard for me to lose weight. Like I hate about myself. Or when when clients come to you, I can say I'm one of them as well. Our mental health has a big, it does, it has a big, you know, impact on our food intake. Do you find that a lot of clients come to you and you're like, let's get your mental health straight while we go on this journey with, you know, to healing or whatever their issue might be? It's binary course you know what yeah. you know like, i mean you could yeah i mean the body the body is not just the physical body it's also mm. the spiritual body and i don't know if you've read the book uh when the body says no by gabor mate i have not but it sounds lit <laughs> it is yeah it's a it's a really nice book but i mean every symptom in the body is is a suppressed emotion mm-hmm childhood or from recent experiences i'm not sure any depends on the person obviously but there's always we we are not tailored or we're not brought up to authenticity and truth because of the culture and what have you and also it's just the generations right yeah so yeah intergenerational trauma i see a lot of correlation between uh colon issues and suppression thyroid issues and suppression like it's really the i mean i don't want to go into a lot of woo-woo now but i mean this is the the throat chakra is Mm -hmm. here someone's like for example you know keeps it cool not really well spoken or wants to keep you know people pleaser what have you yes that could manifest into thyroid issues Mm -hmm. you know um in my case um I had my issues in my left, in my ovarian system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because of uh, certain, you know, certain phase in my life where I definitely wasn't um, true to myself and I had to yes, and, you know, uh, yeah. Support for Tell Me Everything with Land is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for all your shaving needs. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the man in your life, the performance package. Help him join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Guys, I am getting the best offer for you. For the man in your life, for the father in your life, for the brother in your life, whoever you are looking for, a gift, a present, whatever occasion it could be, the performance package is ultimately amazing. I got it for my husband, Khaled, and my brother, Ramzi, and they absolutely love it. The Lawnmower 4.0, by the way, is included in this performance package. You can get any of the things on Manscaped using my code. Get 20% off and free shipping with code LANZ, L-A-N-Z, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using LANZ, 
Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the right job with Manscaped. Guys, I cannot rave more about all the products that Manscaped has to offer and you get 20% off using my code LANZLANDS. Enjoy. Um, do you feel, I mean, do you feel that when when a woman comes to you about like PCOS or, you know, they're, they're you know, there's, there's different things that come into our lifestyle, right? Like you have PCOS from like uh, a sensitivity on something and I don't know what, but they still want to go out and drink alcohol and, you know, it, like where do you see the sacrifice coming? Because I know with my own journey, for example, with us, you know, I told you straight up, like, I drink on the weekends, I enjoy it, whatever. I would drink at the beginning when I first met you before I even went on the elimination diet. So we said we were going to do elimination diet after summer because I'd take yeah. two bachelorettes and I'd wedding. Yeah. See, there is, you were like, there's no way. Remember, it was like, you were like, there's no way you're going to, like, we are going to start it in September, October, whatever it was. But at the beginning, when we first started, you were like, you're like, here are little lifestyle changes you can do in your life. Cutting out dairy, for example, because, you know, I suffer with PCOS, the hormones, you know, reducing maybe the amount of alcohol and what type of alcohol I was drinking. Um, for example, in the morning when I make smoothies, which I already do, adding flax seeds and chia seeds, you know, they were like, these little lifestyle changes that made a big difference. I'm like in those three months, even though I was on holiday and I was going out and all that, I still lost like four kilos just by doing these little lifestyle changes. We hadn't even touched the elimination diet yet. When there's a client that comes to you kind of like me, that was like, I still want to do all my shit. I want to go out. I want to party. Da, da, da. Like, how can I have both? How can I have the function nutrition and how can I still maintain my lifestyle? Do you believe there's sacrifice no matter what if you want to take the, the the journey to healing yourself? And do you have to immensely prepare for that lifestyle? Because I know myself, I had to immensely prepare for that fucking elimination diet. Yeah, yeah I, I had to that. immensely prepare myself. I mean, yeah, obviously that's the extreme. But, you know, when, when people come to you, are you like, you need to prepare for sacrifice or kind of don't do it until you're right? Uh it's very by individual. I need, need to read the client and meet them halfway. That's for sure. Yeah. And it really depends on the case. Like I have people with celiac. There's no not halfway. With celiac. That, I mean, that, yeah, there's no halfway with that for sure. Camp, yeah. Um, but to be very honest, I have worked with clients who have um, worked with practitioners before and they came to me mm-hmm. after and I saw why they couldn't adhere to whatever the previous practitioner gave them. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the journey does not need to be jail. Okay, you know, um, it does need to be legit and does need to adhere to a lot of rules for it to work. But I am not from the school of uh, Nazi uh, camp dieting. You know, like uh, like super super strict because I also feel like that makes you not want to do it. You know, there's like a psychological yeah. part to it that if you're telling me, don't do this, don't do this. I'm like, well, fuck that. I mean, I can meet you halfway, but I'm not going to come, you know, but I also feel like though, then the other part of me is like, but there is some sort of sacrifice you do need to make. Ah, uh, best Mahua, that's what, what, that's what I'm trying to tell you is, you know, I do uh, share with the client what the mm-hmm. book says and yeah. how they should be doing it by the book, but I do meet them halfway, you know? And for the first four weeks of the elimination, four, usually four, three, four, six, three, depends on the uh, GI map results. Mm-hmm. 
it's usually the strictest, remember, like that's when you really need to move in certain vegetables and certain fruits and all of that. That was the hardest four weeks of my life. But when you finish that, when you are like, oh, like you feel there's a proud of yourself that like I've never felt honestly before was forget that. I mean, I lost 11.5 kilos with Zane, but even putting that aside, like you feeling like I fucking did that shit. Like yeah. I was able and I was able, you know, when I, even when I went out, cause you would tell me like, you can go out <laughs> to the birthday, whatever, but you know, try ordering these things, but there is some sort of sacrifice, but you're saying it's, you know, per client of how much they need to sacrifice. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, it really depends on the client, but it's a journey that needs commitment. Mm-hmm. And that needs commitment in terms of not just the actual elimination diet, but the exits. I mean, remember? Yeah. Yes. I told you like the exit is actually harder than the, than the real uh, uh, deep, you know, the abyss of it because yeah. it's because it's that's when you start to really form your know-how of how to live life, which is, oh, four weeks ago, I I did not need to think I could eat this and I could eat that. Exactly. Yes, because you know, you, are... you like, you have the list. Yes. No, I don't need to think right now. Okay, I need to think and I'm on my own, you know, there's no guideline. So that's where I think people need to understand. And it's a journey. That's why we call it like a journey. At least mm-hmm. of months you know um for definitely there needs to be mental preparation and there needs to be awareness and um knowledge that yes modality will help me mm-hmm. you know because you I, to yes. or you know yeah. right to turn on the ac i'm gonna take you with me mm. yeah yeah don't worry <laughs> Don't worry. I actually, I have a question about culture. Yeah, I love because, these uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, because, I mean, I will speak, I might, I'll speak from my experience of growing up in my household. My mom would, hey, I love her. We have a great relationship now. But back then, she would only put me in dance classes so I would lose weight. She would, I was on a diet from the age of like seven years old. Literally, I am not kidding. On the, I was literally on a diet since I was seven years old, and that was my life. Always stressed about food. Stressed. Like, food would give me stress because I'm like, am I eating right? This was, guys, pre-Zane. But I was like, am I eating right? What, you know, I just want to preface this off, but it was pre-Zane. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, pre-Zane. I was on fad diets all the time. Jucan diet. What was that? Like, Jenny <laughs> Craig diet. All that shit from high school and college. And I always fluctuate up, down, up, down, up, down. Feeling the stress of my grandmother and of course my mom, because you all know that shit passes down. And always, you're too skinny. You're too fat. You're too skinny. There was never of, Lana, you look good. I think the only time I ever got that was on my wedding week because if someone dared said anything to me, I would probably slice them in half. And I also <laughs> looked great. But there is, look- there is this, thank you so much, but there is a cultural thing to it. And also, we do see, I'm sorry, I have a lot to say about this. We also do see these influencers who are super, super micro skinny. And then you hear the rumors of they took out ribs and they've been on all Zempic. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an influencer that took out, I'll tell you who she is after. But there's a, there's a huge rumor that this influencer, I don't know if it's right, took out her ribs so she could have a smaller waist. Whoa. I mean, and, and yeah, and these are all out of influencers I'm talking. I'm not talking about Western eyes. 
what is your view, I guess, first of, first of all, on the cultural aspect of it, and then maybe the social media aspect to it? Oh, Lana, we've, we've been objectified. Forever. We have. Yeah. And you know, body dysmorphia as a thing is a real, yeah. real thing. And that's why, circling back to the beginning of the episode, I told you it was a journey of self-love where yes. I had to really come to terms with imperfection mm-hmm. and acceptance love that I am an imperfect human, as we all yes. are. As we all are. That's when I gave my body a break, all the crazy workouts, being so controlling over my diet and being so critical of myself. And I feel like this alignment mm-hmm. uh, is what's next for the generation to come because otherwise it's just going to be burn out, burn out, burn out. If you, if I would show you the results that I get the Dutch, did we do the Dutch test? I don't think we did the Dutch. We did- I don't think we did the Dutch test. The, we did one I of the think- tests where I had to send back. So I did two tests. I took some. Yeah. Yes. IPA, yes. The, yes. Intestinal permeability analysis and the um, GI. Correct. Uh, Correct. The Dutch is where we test the adrenals. And okay. because adrenals are the precursor to reproductive hormones. Mm-hmm. Like the progesterone levels for people, for women, like in their late 20s. Mm. Just flat. Insane. Because they're killing themselves and under eating and over exercising. And fertility, by the way, it's a study. I will share it with you. Uh, yes, please do. Fertility rates have gone down massively. Yeah. Yeah, like yes. infertility now is an issue. Yes. Because, you know, women are egg freezing and all that. Yep. They're having issues, they're like getting, being fertile enough in their early 30s, mid 30s. Um, well, Do you I think, think this is a cultural, I- this is a cultural impact of how we have a lot of women in the Middle East have been conditioned to think about our bodies? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not just think about our bodies. We identify with the body. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, this is, it's not just the Middle East, by the way. It's, I think, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Even more so in the Middle East because we're a smaller society. Like, we are, Cor- you know, yes. the Latin are in the smaller, you know, we're like yes. bubbles. Um, but um, uh, but we're very up. Yeah, I mean, we are very objectified as a woman, and that we're we're exiting this now. I think I think there's come a bit more. Of- I feel there is since when I was growing up. At least I would say, like, you would even I would even get comments from like my mom's friends, like so unnecessary. And so I feel like we, like women who grew up, you know, with Middle East families, we have been in this, you know conditioned to think about our bodies in a certain way. And I think it has led, like you said, to body dysmorphia and to mm. killing ourselves in the gym and to eating, under eating and overworking out. But I do think with the rise of functional nutritionists and functional medicine like yourself, I mean, would you say a lot of women are coming to you, you know, with what I need to get my diet straight or I need to understand what a healthy lifestyle looks like? Shufi, I, the, the, I would say the pattern of women in late, their late 20s, they're mm-hmm. already more weight because they want the models to go. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'd be like, listen, I'm not your person for, you know, making making you eat less. I'm the person yes. 
align your diet and make you eat well. And if you have extra weight to lose, that would be the side effect. So kind of reframe it for them. I love that though, Zane. I just, I loved how you framed it though. You're yeah. like, this is not like, I don't, I'm not going to tell you you need to lose 20 kilos now. We're going on a journey to fixing or amending Align. your eating, aligning your eating habits. Exactly. Finding, we always go back to this very simple term. Mm -hmm. Reaching homeostasis. Because that's homeostasis. what your body, that's, that your body wants a set, safe habitat. And when you reach that, if on the way your body needs to release excess mm -hmm. fat mass, it will yeah. be really just naturally. But that's just a byproduct of going through that's the journey. Go, go about it. Yeah. Hello. I mean, okay. even with me, it was with yeast infections, right? That was my number one thing I told you. Yeah. Day one, I told you I have crazy yeast infections. I get them every week. I take diflucan, then I put the cream on. And then the next week it happens again. I try changing my underwear because you know they say cotton i tried changing my leggings to more open leggings but you were telling me this is the number one and you losing weight will just be the byproduct of it we're gonna get your gut health right yeah exactly not, not just your 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 holistic health your whole life yeah so you go into a whole body system right obviously the gut is a big uh, is a huge component of that but it's also the mental health it's also the sleep yeah. the hydration you know, the movement, uh, the purpose. I don't know if you've seen uh, on my website, like the exposum that I have. I mean, really, yeah. I, cannot, I cannot tackle one of them. I always, uh, I have a, a, a life coach on mm -hmm. my website for our contact. I could refer to a therapist if needed. Um, I do work in tandem with uh, trainers or yeah. uh, doctors if need be. But you know, you ca I cannot, you cannot separate. <laughs> They're inseparable. Yeah. yeah. There, it's so, a whole, it's a whole so you thing. Can reach, you can reach your ideal body weight and your like ideal body weight to deem to be ideal. Yeah. But it will never be enough because there's a, there's just like this hungry ghost of validation inside of you that no matter what number you see on the scale, no matter what size yeah. of get to you're still not going to be satisfied so where how 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 can we get satisfied is to you know reach a reach a level of acceptance this the, the, the illusion of the illusion of perfection is just really honestly i and we and yes. we spoke last episode i yes. think that was yes that was the headline yes it was perfection yes it was perfection does not exist it's that was so the headline of our yes yes because it is tempting about it so something but that's where the wisdom lies. You know, I'm human. You know, I'm going to have a winch here and there. You know, absolutely. As as absolutely. As, as long as there's, there's a whole journey. I mean, even I would say, Zane, like for me, I remember back when we were working to, I mean, now I think my mental health has gotten a lot better when it comes to food, obviously, you know, through our journey. But back before last year, I would say I was unfollowing influencers that made me feel like shit about myself. And you could call that. I have low self-esteem. I'm insecure. Yeah, 100% I'm insecure. I had low self-esteem and low confidence at the time. I'm okay owning that up and saying, well, following these influencers who are twigs is not, does not serve me any purpose. 
and makes me feel like shit about myself. But that was my own journey, right? Like that yeah. was my own journey. And then now I see that I follow them again. It doesn't affect me as much. But I think because I was going through a journey of so insecure about my body, you know, I was getting yeast infections all the time, which are not fun to go through, you know, and like you're having to change your diet, like all these things that it wasn't serving me to look at these like twig influencers. Now I, I follow them because I like their clothes. But, but back then, I think it just wasn't serving me as much. And that's where it goes into what you're saying about mental health. My mental health was not right. And I had to do that in order for me to feel like at peace almost. Yeah, but you know, that's the trajectory of healing. I mean, maybe yeah. next year do not follow them again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're so right. You're so you right. You have space to be whatever you want to be, right? I mean, we're not like soldiers. We're not Marine gang. Yes, it will be, you know, it will be, it's all about phases. But at the end of the day, the concepts and the definitions of beauty and health, they really need to be reframed. I agree. They do need to be reframed. Peter Atiyah said in his podcast that, not in his podcast, in his book, Outlive the Art of uh, Longevity, Mm -hmm. said that a thin person can actually be less healthy than a full person. Uh, yes, because it's how they're treating their body too. They're yeah, not treating I mean, it with that holistic. Carry this junk well. And yeah. they get away with it. And that's dangerous, to be honest. That is dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that book was a bit of so, so morbid, but it really put a lot of things into perspective, you know, of why you hear of sudden, you know, contacts or early cancers or what have you and um mm-hmm. yeah it's an interesting time it is an interesting time well zane thank you so much for coming on the podcast again if people would like to reach out to you to go on their own holistic health journey which i highly recommend where can they find you uh i have a website zane okay nutritionist. great and my instagram uh at zane nutritionist and yeah that's it okay that cool great. i'll put in the show notes thank you so much Zane, for coming on the podcast and guys i will be back next week with a great episode bye thanks Donna.